You're listening to Illini Life Audio, messages from a community of Christian believers on the campus of University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. For more audio and video content, visit IlliniLife.org. Tonight we're, um, we... We may do some different things with Combined Home Fellowship this semester, but um, one thing we know for sure we want to do is we want to introduce you guys, our church, to this new thing we're going to be doing this fall called Foundations. We've been talking and thinking about doing what we once called a membership class for years, and um, in some ways FLG and iLife 101 were transitions um, in this direction, Um, but this year we actually want to start this class and we, we're not calling it a membership class anymore because as we as it formed we realized that that's not exactly what it is and it's called foundations and actually um and we're, we're just really excited about it um our hope is that this foundations class will give new students right when they meet us a good sense of who we are as a church what our dna is how they can get involved and we really hope that it'll just help us to minister more effectively to college students I'm going to stop talking about it there because um, Alan and Ashley have been putting a lot of work into it. They've really been kind of the taking the lead on this. Pro- they put a lot of work into it. And we're really thankful for the work they put into it. And they're going to be leading us through these um, foundation segments that combine this, this semester. And so they're going to come up in a few minutes and um, go over the first part of foundations with us tonight. They're probably going to adapt it for, for this context, so it'll be a little different. But our hope is by the end of the semester, you guys will have a good sense of what this class is and know what's going on. But before they come up um, to go into more depth about that, um, I wanted to give you guys an update about our elder board as a church. <coughs> um, it may seem obvious to you guys that we have three elders in the line of life. Um, it's um, Fred, Wayne, and myself. And if you're a new student here, um, there's probably not a lot of you. Wayne is our third elder who's on sabbatical for this semester. But we actually have a fourth elder in the line of life, Greg Veneta. He's a non-local elder. Um, he, he, he and his wife live, live over in East Lansing. Um, they are part of Riverview, a church over there by Michigan State. And Greg Veneta has been a longtime leader in our um, movement of churches He's really known as like a discipler and a um, developer of leaders. And for a long time, he's been um, on our elder board. He's been one of the elders in, in Illini Life. Um, right now, Collegiate is rethinking his job. And they realize, like, Greg is a pretty important guy in our church network. And they really need him, some hours freed up for him to provide um, his role is going to be executive director of Collegiate. And so he needs hours freed up to do that. And one of the decisions that was made is that he should um, resign from our elder board. So it's a good thing. Nothing bad happened. Our relationships are good. Um, there's nothing to worry about. Um, his job just changed. And um, it just made a lot of sense for him to not be on our elder board anymore. Um, which feels like the right thing in a lot of ways, because at this point we have three elders and a commissioned minister here um, to provide leadership. Um, and the, historically it was helpful to have that third guy. We have three guys here. So for a lot of reasons, it just it feels like the time is right and it feels like a good thing. 
thankfully, we're very connected with Greg relationally um, because the pastor of the MSU, the Michigan State Church, runs at the LT we go to. We see him at LT a lot. Wayne's really close with him. And I think Nick and Amy might know him too. Uh, yeah, as, as Greg is Amy Majeski's dad and Nick's, Nick's father-in-law. So we'll, we'll, those of you guys who know Greg will still see him around. That's it for um, that update and announcements. And I'm just going to go ahead and, um, oh, let me pray. To, to start us off. How about that? And then I'll invite Alan and Ashley up. Lord, um, Lord, we're just um, really thankful for your blessings. Um, it's, it's really been an encouraging start to the school year. Thank you. Thank you for all the new students that are coming around. Thank you for this body of believers who, um, who you've called to be part of what we're doing. Lord, we, we know that you're in our midst and that you're working, and we're thankful for that. And we ask to see you do big things this school year, Lord. Um, we ask for your blessing over Greg's job this year, the transitions. I know transitions like these can be hard for him, so help him with that. And I pray for clarity in his, in his role. And uh, Lord, please be with Alan and Ashley as they lead us through these combined times in the foundation class, Lord. Pray that it would really come together and um, that you would use that in the uh, ministry we do to college students, Lord. Um, we want to be used by you on this campus. We want to reach this campus. We want to see you do big things this year, Lord. We ask for that. In um, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Our home fellowship really likes clapping for things. Um, this feels very formal up here. It's actually going to be very, very, very informal. But um, just so you know, the reason that we have microphones, which feels funny, is because this is, gets recorded and it goes on our website and all that good stuff. Um, as Casey mentioned, we are, Alan and I are going to share with you guys some of this new foundations class that's um, rolling out this school year. Um, it is a four-week class and is for newcomers. So what we would just say is, like, it's the starting point of their time with us to get to know a little bit about who we are and whatnot. Um, over the course of the Combined Home Fellowships, because there's four Combined Home Fellowships and there's going to be four sessions of this Foundations class, we're going to use just a little bit of a, a combined time to give you, like, a, a quick sneak peek abridged version of the different parts of the Foundations class so that you guys all know what we are sharing with the new people that are coming around. Um, yeah. So here's our agenda for tonight. We're going to go through, in case you just want to know where we're going, we're going to go through why we're doing this Foundations class, what it is, and then we're going to give you that sneak peek of the first week of the Foundations class. Okay? So that's where we're going. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and just get started with that. So why foundations? Casey alluded to this, um, in his like little introduction thing, but we've had a, just a series of different ways that we've tried to get new people involved, tell them who we are, um, what we believe, all of that good stuff. So we've done, uh, different iterations. We started with like the home fellowship membership conversation, which probably most of you in this room have had. And we invited people to be members of Align of Life through home fellowship. And we sort of outline different ways um, that people could get involved. So expectations of a contributing member that we believed was just good for any church that you're in. 
And so we went through things like, you should be teachable, you should serve, those types of things. And at the end of that, we said, okay, you're sort of a member if you agree to those things. And then we added along the way freshman leadership group, which got abbreviated down to FLG. And that was for freshmen, yeah. Some of you guys went to that and got plugged in through that, which is really great. And that was a little bit more of an emphasis on um, getting connected through community and, like, being an identity as new people, as freshmen, and, like, getting on mission together. And that was really great. And then, was that just last year? Just last year, yeah. We added iLife 101 because we're, we're still trying to, like, we're figuring out how to get people involved. And iLife 101 was just uh, a short sort of talk that happened a few times after Sunday mornings last year that kind of told new people, this is who we are, this is how you get involved. So all three of those things were really great, and they all served different purposes. And we thought, hey, let's keep perfecting this. Let's combine all of those together in one class so we don't have, like, a bajillion things going on for each new person of how who we are and how to get involved. So that's why the foundations class sort of came about. And that was our basis for how we started coming up with the content is we wanted to keep the values of all those things that we were doing, just package them all together. So still go through expectations of what we think it means to be a church member in any church that you're in, still have an emphasis on getting connected through community and still communicate who we are and how you get involved in our church. Um, We also are part of a church network called Collegiate. And so there's a bunch of other churches, college churches, on different campuses across the country that do similar things to us. And so we took um, some wisdom and some practices from those churches of how they sort of do this, how do you get involved thing, and we kind of put that all together into foundations. Mm -hmm. Did you add anything to that? No. Okay. So what is it? (laughs) It's a four-week class, like I mentioned already, that we're going to ask new people to go through. And it's going to be offered a few times a year. You can jump in, kind of go through it. It's a way for us to transfer our DNA and communicate all of that stuff that I just talked about um, to answer questions for people that are coming around and checking us out and let them know who we are so that they can make a good decision about if they want to join with us in the mission that we have on campus. Mm-hmm. All right, so the the difference is that there is a little bit more of of an emphasis on uh, discipleship and the discipleship experience. We're adding that into all of it, too. So maybe instead of um, in the past, we've communicated very just directly, this is who we are. This is what our model is. This is what we believe. This is our history. We're going to still talk about that, but a little less emphasis on that directly and more roll that into this is how we follow Jesus so you know who we are if that makes sense. Because we don't really want the emphasis to be about us and our church as much as this is what we believe about following Christ. If you're on mission with that, you're welcome to join us. Does that make sense? (laughs) Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. At the, we mentioned um, with the home fellowship sort of membership, we're not going to necessarily, we're not calling it a membership class like Casey was saying. There is an element of that, though. At the end of this class, we're going to say, okay, you've been through it. You've seen what we believe. You've seen what we really value. Do you want to be on mission with us? Will you join us? So it was not going to necessarily be a member of Align Life um, per se or like check the box, yes or no. Um, but there's going to be several steps for people, next steps for people. Yeah, we'll be inviting people into that conversation. Of, uh, do you just, after going through this, like, hey, actually, I think this is really intense. I want to be a guest and figure this out. I want to be somebody who contributes. Or, like, someday I want to be a leader in this ministry. 
Um, so. Right. So that's briefly why and what it is. Let's give you a little sneak peek into um, the actual class. So everybody's, it's, it's very professional looking. Alan and Russ have worked really hard together to like make really quality resources. So it's not just sort of janky and whatever, because our materials say who we are too. So we have some really good uh, graphic design on some books. So it's a class. Students are going to commit to coming. Our new people are going to commit to coming. They're going to get a, a nice book, and we're going to go through it throughout the four weeks. So we have the first. Um, I was going to say, yeah, so the book, book is really valuable. It's going to even have some of that who we are information within the booklet um, so that people can read about that. And then if they have questions, they can ask that. Um, it's hopefully going to be a good resource, sort of mirror some of our website and things like that. Yeah, this is what I was talking about when I was saying we're not going to necessarily go through like directly, this is who we are. We're going to put that in that book for people to read that on their own time. We're going to kind of show rather than tell. So the direct stuff, you can just sort of scroll through that, Alan. So the beginning of the student book is going to have like what we believe and who our staff team is and what our history is, how our church got founded, all that stuff for people to look up. This is really good information on their own, but we're not necessarily going to go through that. We're going to talk about this is what we think it means to follow Jesus. This is why we're compelled to do the church that we do. So this is sort of the beginning. You can kind of get a flavor. I think it looks really nice. I'm really excited for the materials of it. Um, the focus of the class is going to be just like on a holistic life of following Christ. So uh, you've heard this language a lot in our church in last year. So we've been talking about up, in, and out, sort of that triangle of a balanced Christian life of Upward towards God, inward towards each other as a church community, and we want to also be outward towards the world and to reaching the world for Christ. And we want those to always be in balance. So that's going to be the focus of the class is living a life that's balanced on all three of those is, is how we believe that, you're, that you follow him. Um, but we think everything starts with the gospel. So week one of Foundations, the one that we're going to preview tonight, is going to be a, about the gospel and sort of presenting it. And we want to do that for a couple of reasons. We want to start with that first. Because it is about Jesus. If, you're, if you don't believe in the gospel, the rest of it's not going to make much sense to you. Also, we want to um, take away that peace or help ease some of the uh, burden off leaders to share the gospel individually with people. We still want we still that want to that, happen. Yeah. But that used to be a requirement um, to do the home fellowship membership thing. And so we're just going to – that we want everybody to at least see a gospel presentation um, throughout their time at our church. So we want to add that into the class and then still encourage you to follow up with that or do one-on-ones as friends, as, as people in your groups. But um, we just think it's really important for the church itself to communicate this is what we believe about um, Jesus and who he is and what he did for us. So tonight we're going to show you sort of that abridged version of week one. Yeah. Great. Any questions? I feel like this is maybe the form to actually do that. Yeah, Brian. If you have like a pertinent one, and then we'll see where we're at. Brian was asking for the recording. Is there any chance you'll get a copy of the PDF to look at it? I think that's something we'll probably have as we get it together. We're, we're sort of working on it through. We're about one to two weeks of the course done, so... Um, I think that'd be something we can do. Yeah, as soon as we get them printed. So the class, the first rendition of the class is going to happen right after fall retreat. So you guys know that. Um, when the books get printed, we can always bring those in so you guys can see what that looks like and whatnot. 
um, and good things like the PDFs are online. Tonight, you're going to get just this is out of the book um, for the week. Just we're going to give you a couple of the things that are from the book that pertain to what we're doing tonight, though. So, yeah, so after fall retreat, the, the tentative plan, if you guys are wondering, we're actually going to do it Sunday nights. Um, what was the time, Ashley? 6.30? 6 or 6.30. 6 or 6.30. So this is the Sunday after the fall retreat. So that will be this October 16th will probably be the first run we run of it, and that will be the 16th, and then the first three or the next three Sundays after that. It'll be so. dinner and the class. So. Dinner and class, yeah. yeah. All right, so there are handouts coming around. Again, there we just pulled some of the pages from the student workbook. And then there's pens coming around if you need that. Cool. If you guys have questions at some point, um, maybe when we're done, um, you can come up and ask Ashley and myself. Um, we've definitely leaned on our pastors with this as well. So it's not just us presenting this for the first time ever. So um, you guys ready? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. I feel like I need to be like even closer. Okay. So something we tell somebody when they're, they're new to us is that um, we're really excited that people want to start building a strong foundation. And, and not that people, uh, those of you who have come to campus, even new this year, uh, like don't have a strong foundation in the Lord. But we want to talk about it um, here in our context, what it looks like. And just to remind people, there's something refreshing about um, somebody who's looking for a church to know, hey, this is what the church is about. And so even if you're with us here tonight and you're new, we'd love for you to actually come uh, check it out, the full, the full thing um, on those Sundays. So, um, Here's the thing. This, this is a definitely a cumulative class. And so each week builds on it on the previous week, kind of like a foundation. You build on it and then you build up. And so we actually have the opportunity to really continue to, to build as we go along in this course. And each week really makes sense to each other. And so when a new person comes around, we want to really encourage them to go through all four weeks. Okay. And so let's start with that verse that is on uh, the left side of your page. Um, I think that's page, is that page 12 in the book? Is that what it says? Page 12. Perfect. Um, the, the, the quick quote is, I am new. And it's from first Corinthians five seventeen. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And we think this is huge. We think that being in Christ means somebody is new. And particularly when we come to campus and everything's new, uh, we want to be reminded that we are not new because we're a freshman or new because we're a new grad student or transfer. We're new in Christ, um, which is a big deal, right? And so um, what we discover is that really as we live around people who are following Christ, we discover, wow, there is something new about them. And we love it. Every Sunday we do this thing we call my story, right, where we get to the chance to see where somebody uh, went from old to new, from death to life. Um, and so one of the things that we're going to bridge here, but that we will do in the foundations courses, we'll actually have somebody come and share their my story. Uh, at least that's the plan right now. And so if you're interested in coming to this first week of this to like share that, um, or if um, we're actually going to need some table leaders, things like that, that's something you're interested in. There'll be a response device later um, that you can actually write that on. Um, but if you want to make a note for that, um, we have a need for people to share their testimonies because we want to show that following Jesus isn't just a diagram on a board, but it's also real life. Make sense? Okay. So imagine somebody just shared the most compelling testimony. Wow. Anybody got tears? Couple? Couple? Okay. Anybody feel convicted about their own life? All right. Okay. So as a church, um, we've for a lot of years used a tool uh, called the bridge diagram. You guys know that? To share the gospel? Okay. And it's, it's actually something that as a, um, as a connect group leader back in the day, I hated it. I hated sharing it. And then I really fell in love with it when I understood 
what it was telling and that it was about Jesus. So that was pretty cool. Um, but we've discovered that uh, over the years, as we've shared, as we've learned about it, there are some other good tools out there, right? And so we in this foundations class are really excited to introduce sort of a hybrid tool between the, the bridge diagram and something called the big story diagram. You guys heard of that one? If you haven't, it's totally okay. We're going to go through it. So what I'm going to do tonight, um, and this is sort of me breaking, breaking the fourth wall instead of like talking to you guys as if you were a bunch of new people, um, is we're actually going to go through the big story diagram with an abridged version of the bridge within it. Um, so it sort of explains how um, the nature, bet- the, the interaction between us and Christ fits within a bigger story and not just individual salvation, but um, Christ coming to redeem all of creation. Does that make sense? Okay. Where am I at? Sorry. But yeah, I know we're on page 12. Let's Thanks, Russ. You know, we've got some time. Here, here's what I want you guys to do. Uh, I mentioned those tools, but I would be curious, um, outside of those tools or with those tools, I want you guys to take a minute uh, on the back of your paper and just write down, how would you share the gospel if somebody asked you? Hey, what, where do you find your hope? What's the gospel? What's the story of Jesus? Write it out real quick. Draw it out. How would you share the gospel with somebody? We'll take a minute just quietly, and we'll get ourselves primed for that. So I know I did that out of order. Spend some music, spend some music, do-do-do-do-do. All right, this is what an abridged version of the class looks like. Your time's up. Okay, so the goal behind this is actually to get people thinking, to get somebody who's new thinking about how would I share the hope of Jesus. And if somebody's not a Christian, they're taking this course, it gives them a chance to, to think about what is the story of the Christian worldview? What, is, what does it look like? And then it gives us a chance to actually to share it with people. Okay, make sense? Now, we think a tool is really important. This is something I think is really great. Like, I'm sure a lot of you guys could have written um, 25 different ways to share the gospel, we think a tool is really helpful because a tool gives us some handholds to learn to actually share it. Um, when I understood what the bridge diagram really was, I was able to share the gospel so much more effectively because I understood the movements of the gospel. I understood um, what it really meant for Jesus to step into the world. Um, and it helped me understand uh, God's word better because it um, had scriptures throughout sort of succinctly explaining, like pointing to, hey, this, this truth is a biblical truth. It's not just a truth that uh, is in vogue right now and I made up. So. I think it also helps with, like, if you have, if God, like, aligns all the stars and somebody asks you or, like, you're in a real relationship or somebody asks you, like, hey, can you share the gospel with me or what that is, it's helpful just to have a tool to, like, pull it out real fast. Because I don't know about you guys, but I would get, I get stage fright with that and be like, uh, uh, what do I believe? How do I, uh, I don't know. I, I won't, I just won't share it. And so having a tool helps you be in those situations where the Holy Spirit moves too. Okay. Let's do this. On the right side of your page, you're going to see what looks like four circles that are concentric and two 
angular thingamajiggers, as they're called. Armpits, two armpits. Yeah. Um, So we're doing that. That's awesome, Ashley. Thanks. So um, I think we're actually going to need to change this in the final version of the book. And actually, in this, we talked about this as I was practicing it. We'll um, we'll probably start with just four of the big circles. The inner circles we'll explain later. Um, But as you guys, uh, as we go through this, what you'll see is the big circles are going to represent the earth and our relationship with with creation. Um, That sounds really Eastern spiritual, doesn't it? It's great. Uh, and then the inner circle is going to represent our relationship with God. And you're going to see how these relationships were created and how they were broken and how God is restoring those relationships. Okay. So let's start up here. This is the world, man. That's a sweet earth round. Uh, what's the world like? This is what do you guys see in the news? What's the world like? This is participation. Selfish. What? Evil. Pokemon Go, definitely in the news. Ryan Lochte. What? Ryan, Ryan Lochte. Yeah. What else? What? Divided. Trump. Might be the same word. Um, okay. So we live in a world that is broken. So if you guys want to follow along, you can dry, draw this on yours. You can draw some squiggles. And in the inner circle, you can actually draw you and me. Uh, and the fa- I'm drawing it just like on your page, so it's the upper right circle. Upper upper right. Left. Not left. All right. Okay, so the world, like, I feel like we could easily, like, all agree, like, there's stuff that's wrong in the world. Right? We have the largest refugee crisis in the history of the world. We have more martyrs dying for the Christian faith than ever before. We have... Uh, uh, racial reconciliation issues that have not been reconciled. Um, there's something with the world that aches for something better. And so if you think about this, this is, it's an analogy, right? Analogies fall short. But if we are thirsty, our thirst points is something that needs to be taken care of, right? That can be, can be quenched. And so our thirst points to water. And so this ache for a better world, for knowing that this is wrong, what if, just what if there is or once was a better world. Make sense? And so as you're sharing this with a friend, you have the opportunity to even ask that question, like really like, what do you see that's messed up in the world? And like, what have you ever thought about? Like maybe there's an ache for a better world. Okay. And so as a Christian, uh, I believe in the Christian worldview would attest to me not being able to draw circles. So I'm sorry about that. But if I can draw this, anyone can draw it. That's the power of this tool. Um, You don't need to be a professional artist. Uh, But we have a world that was good. God once did create a world that was good. Um, that's what we believe in the Christian worldview. We can look to that. There's a lot of scriptural references we can point to. Um, uh, but for the sake of time, we're going to keep going through this uh, and assume you guys can track with that. And it was a world where we got to live in harmony with one another. It makes sense. Our relationship with one another is good. Our relationship with creation is good. The creation took care of us and we took care of it. Go and subdue the earth was a good thing. Uh, be fruitful and multiply. And then our relationship with God was also good, right? We had the opportunity to interact with God personally uh, and share a relationship with him. So how do we get from here to there? You don't have to answer that. I'm just letting it be dramatic and pause for a moment. What's up? Oh, sorry. Thank you, Ashley. You can write up here above this circle. Sorry. That this starting point that we were designed for good. 
Okay. So, so creation was designed for good. But somewhere along the line, we went from here to here. And um, those of you who know the Bible, we know this story about a, a dude and a gal named Adam and Eve. Um, and Adam and Eve, uh, the thing that feels the most important to them is that they were the first people who said, I'm going to do it better than God. I'm gonna, I'm, I think my way is better than God's. And so Adam and Eve said, well, our way is better. And so we're, uh, we saw things introduced in the world. We saw shame. In the very next generation, we saw murder. And we see evil creeping in. And so the evil uh, starts to see, we see murder and shame separate our relationships with one another. We see our relationship with God broken. We don't get a chance to interact with him personally like Adam and Eve did. And we see our relationship with the creation broken. I think about the, the toiling um, with the land and the pains of childbirth. Um, they're the curse. There's a, there's a pain. And there's something about evil that just feels like it's pressing in on us. That makes sense? So that kind of sucks. Uh, that's not the official word for it. But uh, we have a world that has been damaged by evil. Okay, and so the goal of this tool, if you guys remember, is for you to, to learn, but for you to also be able to have something that's transferable. Um, and so whatever notes you need to take in your version of it, just to make sure you know how to say this. But so far we start with, what's the world like? If it's messed up, uh, maybe there's an ache for something that was better before. Um, how do we get from that better that was before with uh, good relationships between people, between God and between creation? Um, how do we get to here? Well, we made bad choices and we continue to make bad choices. And uh, there's something about us too that makes us, I think, is easy to say, well, those bad choices were made by somebody else. But let me assure you, uh, you've contributed to the problem. Uh, we all have, and that's some of the problem with the problem is we're all contributing to it. Here's the thing though. If we know that there was a world that once was, and we even ache for this, we can't go back in time. Back to the Future was on TBS today. That was pretty cool. Um, but we don't have the ability to go back in time. And so we have to do something else. We have to look forward, right? And God, in looking forward, said, I love you guys. And I love my creation enough to not let this stay as is. Okay. And so we're going to go to our third circle here in the bottom right. We're going to draw a squiggle around the earth. I should have drawn the earth and then drawn the squiggle for, for reference. I'm very good at arting. God said into this world... I am going to restore relationship. I'm going to come and be with, I'm going to draw that arrow again because that was pathetic. I'm going to come and be with you and restore relationship. And so 2000 years ago, God came in the form of a man named Jesus uh, to a real place, to a real people in Jerusalem. Uh, he died on a cross. So he came to show us how to live and he died on a cross and then he rose uh, to restore relationship between God and people. Okay. And so you have this really exciting opportunity for God to step into our world um, that happened 2,000 years ago that we can actually look at and say this really happened. And this is part of God's narrative and his arc going from the story arc, not the ocean arc. Uh, we went from a world that was designed for good. We damaged it by evil. And God is restoring it for better, restored for better. Okay. And this is all going to make more and more sense as we go along. But I actually want to zoom in a little bit on this cross, okay? So this is like me zooming. Not very good. Uh, and I'm actually going to talk about uh, maybe more specifically. So this is a big story arc, but how do you and I fit into this individually, okay? And so 
we all um, are in this story. We don't sort of have it. We sort of don't have a choice. We're sort of in it. It's a matter of acknowledging whether we're in it or not. But um, and this is going to be underneath those armpits. Um, you and I are here, and God is over here. And much like this squiggle represents a broken relationship, we see a relationship that has been broken and severed by armpits. Um, this is, this is uh, in the bridge diagram, for those of you who have seen it or have shared this real commonly, we talk about this as sort of a, a cliff or a, two cliffs in a, in a bottomless pit that ends in death or things like that. Very visual and very graphic. But I think it's really important for us to acknowledge that um, this is another way to share this truth um, within it. And so we have God who uh, actually in, in the book of Romans is attested to as being um, attested by the scriptures. Romans 1, 2 says all creation groans out and there's men without excuse um, to know whether uh, men and women are without excuse. Uh, God exists. And so we have God over here and we have a relationship that has been broken. Romans also attests this that it says, when it says in 3.23 that all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. Okay, so if you want to write those references, Romans one twenty, Romans 3.23. And so the separation actually, and it sounds kind of weird and graphic or things like that, but is death. Have you ever wondered for why we die? This is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Leads to Romans 3.23, or 6.23, excuse me, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death, right? And so we have... Um, a separation that leads to death where we are not in a relationship with God and we never will be, which really sucks, right? But much like God came down uh, and restored relationship between his creation and his people and himself, he also comes to us to restore relationship. Now, we've tried a lot of different things to get to God and they always fall short. I think about, um, actually, uh, a lot of us may have grew up in traditions or grew up thinking like, well, if I'm just a good enough kid, uh, I'll be fine. Or if I do enough church service or go to enough small groups, I'm good. I did my time. Um, some of us actually um, see this broken relationship and don't want to reconcile it and don't want to try to figure out how to reconcile it. So we sort of say God doesn't exist and then there's no broken relationship. And so it's a lot easier just to go about your day without that relationship broken. But uh, Romans 5, 8 says, uh, while we were still sinners, Christ came and died for us. And so while we made this mess, God said, I'm going to fix it. While this relationship is broken by you, I am going to fix it. And so he came and he showed us how to live. And then he showed us how to die. Okay, so cross. Awesome. Uh, and this is, this is Romans six twenty three, the second part. So the wages of sin is death, but the gift of Christ, God is everlasting life in Christ Jesus which is really cool. And so this opportunity to live eternally with Christ um, in a restored relationship with him. All we have to do is to decide to, to believe it. And Romans 10, 9, this is the last reference. If you notice, these are all in Romans. It's really easy to remember um, one book um, for all the numbers. Romans 10, 9 says, um, uh, why can't I remember the reference right now? Who's got it? Yeah, confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. Dang it. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay? And so we have this relationship that's been restored by Christ, and then we can zoom back in uh, up here to the restored for better world. But uh, the, we still have some problems, right? We have this relationship with our creation that's restored realistically. Um, there's still plenty of relationships with people that have not yet been restored. 
And so we have our last circle here. Okay. And so we're going to still see ourselves. We still see ourselves very much so in a world that is broken. Right? We can't deny that. I mean, we just talked about what's going on in the news today, let alone 2,000 years ago. We live in a world that's broken, but we have a restored relationship with God. And so we as people, God's people, the church, and this is a bunch of little people I'm drawing here, paired together because God, Jesus sent people out in pairs. Um, and we get a chance to do this stuff together, not just as, uh, is Chuck Norris still a thing? As Chuck Norris's or Jack Bowers. No? All right, I come up with a new, those are old references. Chuck Norris is always relevant. Anyway, okay. So at, at the foot of the cross, we have a restored relationship with God. We also have the opportunity to start seeing relationships with one another restored. Confess your sins to one another so you may be healed, James writes. Um, we look for reconciliation within the church in our relationships. And then God sends us out into a broken and hurting world to make a difference. And so while the evil presses in, we have an opportunity with Christ's power to go out and be sent to heal. And that's what this circle is about, being sent to heal. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, there's an activity. Do we have time? You want to do it? Yeah. Well, I was just going to uh, interject. So part of the, the classes that we really liked from the other, like um, the class called The Well and some other ones from around Collegiate that we really liked involved like discussion groups or something because so people sit at tables. And so it's really, really interactive. Now, we're not going to do all of that here tonight. Um, but at this point, we would sort of stop people and, and... Not yet. I'm not done with this. That's... Oh, okay. I'm... You're the one that told me to do it now. I did. We're figuring this out. Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> Those of you who have chosen singleness have chosen a good thing as well. <laughs> but I would not trade my life with any of you. So, Okay. Let me, let me speak to the, the secular humanist um, among us. This, we can agree with, this sucks. In fact, Christianity probably caused most of this. Uh, and then this sounds really good, to go and heal the world, right? But here's the problem is we can't just get over there. We have a gap that's being caught that is just too vast and too wide. Similar to this gap here with our relationship with God, we have too many problems. And like, we could say that, well, someday humanity will overcome them all. But let me tell you, you have the opportunity to be a part of overcoming them all right now. Uh, I think about this. I've actually been reading a, a book uh, this summer. I read it called Margin, and it was talking about how um, we're just uh, we're stressed out people. And he was actually comparing the Western world to the, the Eastern world and was saying that people who tend to have less technologically advanced tools to manage their time and their work, um, they have less free time, but they also tend to be less anxious and tend to have less stress. And so it's funny how we as humans um, have solved one problem and other problems have cropped up. There's something about the human condition that just continues to baffle uh, our ability to fix. And so instead of trying to cross this gap, we have the ability to actually be sent to heal with the power of Christ. We have to do it with God's power. We can't do it with our own. Um, it looks really good doing things as humans, but once again and again and again, things fall short. All right, let's do the activity. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. I was just going to interject that um, if, if 
is interactive. So at this point, we would stop people and have them, like, in their table group talk about things that they liked about this that were new or were really helpful, clarify points of confusion. Um, we'll, yeah, tonight, why don't you just, um, we'll abbreviate that, too, and just maybe with somebody around you, talk about something that was really helpful or that um, that stood out to you with this uh, sort of gospel presentation. We'll just abbreviate it real quick. Go. Go. Talk to someone. All sorts of tools fall short. If you don't get it the first time, it's okay. Um, it's what we're going to share here, and we're going to encourage people. All right, guys. So what were, um, you can just shout some stuff out. What were some things that stood out to you with rehearing, hopefully, the gospel just right now? What? Comprehensiveness? So it like it just all made sense in a bigger picture, maybe? He's he's conferring. Michael Vanderwater says yes, that is what he meant. Great. <laughs> what else stood out to you guys? Okay, so that includes the bigger picture, sort of the world. The, the big story one might say, yes, that's good. There's concurrence. It's a memorable. So starting for the recording, starting a place where we can relate to and then going backwards. Um, we wanted to show this to you, take the time to show this to you guys. And there's a little bit more that we're going to go into um, so that you know how we sort of as a church are communicating, uh, our, how we're sharing the gospel with people um, during this class so that you know that and that you can talk about it or supplement that or have other conversations with people after they go through it. Yeah, and something um, 
We know uh, we know as a ministry that um, our goal has been, I think it's been a really good goal through Connect Groups to have, like, have every person who's new in our ministry see the gospel um, and to hear it presented. And so we've used the bridge diagram for that. We've used Connect Group leaders, and we still very much want to lean on you individually because this is a presentation for a group that will offer a response piece to. Um, but there's something about the gospel being shared in relationship that's still really powerful and really important. And because uh, a lot of times, and this is an, it's an old number, but I think it's still a very powerful number. A lot of times people need to hear the gospel about seven times to really get it. Um, and so it means we do need to share it again and again um, with one another too. I feel like I need seven times a week sometimes to really get it, um, to like keep it in my brain. And so if you're looking for something that, if you're looking to like recap and say like, how would I show this? And this is something we'll do here, but not typically in the course, um, is we start off um, with what's the world like? Talking about what the world was like, um, how we got there, and then God's desire to restore it. And then we've added specifically God's desire specifically for us individually, not just for all of creation, but for us to choose to follow him. Uh, and then as followers of him, we have the opportunity to go and be on mission with Christ to heal the world. Okay. So um, this is some, uh, this group will give a very different answer, um, at least as far as the sample set, than probably uh, our first foundations class. Um, but, and this is just rhetorical, and we're going to actually, you want to hand out those, start handing out those sheets. I want to ask you guys, where are you on this? Are you someone who says, now nah, the world's pretty fine? Are you somebody who says, the world is really messed up and I don't know what to do about it? Maybe you're somebody who says, I've accepted Christ, um, but I don't necessarily know what to do with that. Or maybe you're somebody who says, um, maybe without the cross, like, I'm excited to heal the world, but I don't know how Jesus fits in the picture. And so those are four, you know, they're, they're all four responses that call us to something. They're an invitation to something more. Maybe you're over here and you see that Christ is a part of this. Um, what's the invitation to do more? I think it's something that's exciting about Jesus. Is Jesus is always inviting people into his midst. Um, he's inviting people to go a little further um, in following him. And so maybe if you chose this first circle, uh, I would implore you, um, take off your rose-colored glasses and see the world the way it is. Um, if, you, if you think, yeah, I'm over here, um, I, would, I would encourage you, the invite would be see the world for the way that it is. Maybe you're up here and you see the world is pretty, pretty messed up and pretty broken and you're not sure what to do about it. Um, let me encourage you that there is hope. Uh, and the hope comes in the name of, of a God-man named Jesus who came and actually lived among us and showed us how to live. And it's recorded in the Christian Bible. Uh, and we had an opportunity to follow him with our lives. Um, and it's something that happened in real history, in real time, in real space. And it's an opportunity to really follow a real person, not just a philosophy. Now, some of you may, may say, I'm, I'm firmly here. Like, I get Jesus, but the idea of, like, doing the mission of God is something that's maybe a little too far for me. Um, uh, my invite to you would be, try it out. Um, particularly as you go through this foundations course, and this is what I would say to somebody, particularly as you go through this course, take a look at what we do as a ministry and consider how you can grow in following Christ and helping others know Christ through your words and your deeds. And maybe if you're over here, um, you're like, you're excited about the mission of Christ. Maybe you're somebody who really wants to jump in with a ministry here on campus. And we encourage you don't wait um, to join in what we're doing. So I'm going to give you guys a second. You guys can fill out that response device. You can, um, what it is, is a way for us to know um, where people are at. 
Uh, and it's actually a way for us to actually get a response for somebody who saw the gospel in this ministry or in our ministry through foundations. We can say, yes, they saw it. And this, these are the questions they had at that point. And so if uh, you guys can take a minute, fill that out. Um, we'll collect those. Also, if you're interested in helping out with foundations, particularly in sharing a my story at foundations, you can mark it on there. Um, is there anything else that'd be helpful to mark on there? Okay. So you guys do that, and then you can pass them to the middle, and then we have a couple more things, and then we will uh, wrap up for the night. So, and if the if the response device is confusing for some reason, um, you can put notes on that for us to improve it. What's nice is we're we're sort of beta testing this with you guys to really improve it for um, people who are going through it um, as a new person. One other thing is you guys are um, as you guys are filling that out because I know you can do two things at once because you have to. Um, so stop, stop Snapchatting and filling that out and fill it out and listen to me. Um, that sounded more like snarky than it was meant to. I was just sort of like making a doubt. Never mind. Uh, Wayne had a big hand in actually deciding this is what we're going to go forward and doing. And so if you were sort of like wrestling with um, why these guys pick this, um, Wayne before sabbatical talked with me about this is how he was excited for us to present the gospel in a way that's both holistic to the world and very um, incorporate to all of creation, but also very specific and individual. So again, guys, another minute to fill those out, which isn't a real minute, but an approximate minute. I taught middle school, you guys. You have to have a sense of humor. You also really like to get them chanting. I did like to get them chanting as much as possible. Okay. I said this a couple times, but uh, as you guys finish up, you can pass those to the middle. Um, the uh, the thing I've been I said a couple times I want to reiterate this is something that we'll definitely share with new people. So we share this for two reasons in foundations because we want to be real transparent. Is the first is we want everybody to hear the gospel who comes to our midst, and so they'll hear it on Sundays. Hopefully, they'll hear it in individual relationships, but they'll also get a chance to see it presented clearly um, in a drawing like this uh, at uh, the foundations class. And for some people, it may be the first time they're hearing it. We're really excited about that. And if you're, if that's you here legitimately, stoked. Glad you guys are here. Um, but for many, it's, it's a chance for a Christian to be reminded of the gospel. And for those who are looking for churches to know that we are okay, that we actually believe that Jesus is God and some of the basic tenets of the Christian faith that are really important. Those of you who are graduating this year should vet churches that you're going to look at. But the second reason we share it is because we want to give you guys a tool to share your faith. We know on this campus there's lots of um, opportunities to be questioned about your faith. And there's a lot of opportunities to say, hey, this is what I believe or this is what the Christian worldview believes. Uh, not to start debates and, dis- and arguments, but to s- start discussions and dialogues with real friends and real people. So we encourage um, people who are taking our foundations course, like use this, practice this. It's going to be a great next step for you to actually try to practice this with a friend or in your, on your own in your room with a family member back home who's excited about you checking out a church, those kinds of things. So one last thing for you guys. I think a lot of, um, 
a lot of the Christian world, uh, the Christian culture would say that um, I obey, therefore I'm loved. Okay, and so like we'd say we obey, therefore there we are loved. And um, I think the point of sharing this as well is to say that that's not true. God loves us even though we didn't obey, right? Romans 5, 8 says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so we, we constantly have to change our perspective and flip the script to say that I am loved, therefore I obey. Uh, right? We have to follow Jesus. And so over the next few weeks, we're actually going to talk about what it looks like to be obedient to Christ in a few different directions. The next few weeks, we mean the next few months, but the next few combined home fellowships, we'll do this each combined. Um, we're going to actually look at what it looks to follow, like to follow this Jesus um, upwardly, actually follow him, build a relationship with him, know him. What, is, what does it really mean to be a disciple? And then we'll spend some time actually talking about the inward nature. What does it look like um, to know who we are inwardly, but also know the church inwardly and know one another and care for one another uh, and serve in the church, not just it's actually be on mission, be sent to heal, not just be a pew warmer. And then lastly, we're going to talk about the outward nature of God. We're going to talk about the mission uh, of God um, going outward so that we actually do get a chance to be sent to heal both in word and in deed. The gospel um, is, is for all things, for all of creation, and we want to bring God's healing to all of that. So that's where we're at. That's, that's Foundations Week 1, a bridge. There will be more for those of you who are new who come uh, that first time. Um, it's a chance for you to meet new people in our ministry as well, get to know them, um, have a Foundations graduation class together. Um, it'll be really exciting. So... Um, let me give you a couple announcements. I'm going to pray. And then is there anything else we need for combined tonight? Okay. Um, so next step, legitimately. So in foundations, we want to encourage people to this next step. But we want to encourage you guys to practice this. Try it out. We think it's a really good way to share the gospel. Um, and um, I'll actually, on the city, um, and if I don't do this, uh, remind me, send out James Chung, the creator of this big story diagram, actually has a video of him sharing it in three minutes, which is super fast. Um, but it shows you can do it really quickly. And so it gives you a chance to see if there's anything you missed or forgot. He shows and explains um, what's going on in each of those spots um, in this story. So I'd encourage you to practice. You have a month uh, to do this next step uh, until the next Combined Home Fellowship. And then um, for homework, and this is what not something you guys are going to do, but we would encourage people is that maybe we'll send it out early. I don't know yet. But there's going to be a discipleship assessment in uh, the booklet that people get. And it's actually going to have a list of verses um, at, saying this is what Jesus' disciples did, um, like a, a scripture, and then actually ask people to go through and think, what is the action of a disciple here, the action of a disciple here, and then actually evaluate their own life um, on that. So that's what I got. Anything else? I don't think so. We're giving you guys a sweet, sweet gift of being done really, really early tonight. So that's good. Um, Alan, you said you were going to pray yep. and wrap us up. And then there's all kinds of snacks and stuff. We just want to encourage you guys, if you have to get going, that's fine. That's up to you. But we want to give you the space in the remaining time to just hang out with each other, catch up. I'm sure there's people that you haven't seen yet, um, see how their summer was, snack, enjoy. Um, there's a bin for the pens in the back, and you can throw your response cards um, back there too. Great. And if you have questions about foundations or this particular week or this presentation or things like that, you can come talk to Ashley or myself. We'll be up here um, or in there snacking. So um, let me pray and uh, we will go in peace. So.